0: breeze hello it's episode seven and i have three guests with me first i got edda just from london academy of contemporary music um and also i got paulina nicole from phoenix arizona and she was studying at the arizona state university and also i got uh anna bell from south london and we were just talking about uh, paulina uh, and about her music and what she does.
1: I was going to say, um, so you, do you like self-produce all your own stuff, Paulina?
2: Yes. Is I it do. Paulina so. or
1: Paulina? Sorry.
2: Whichever. Okay. Paulina, Paulina. It's all good. <laughs> okay. It all works. <laughs> so yeah, um, Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I just, I think it. I'm more so fascinated by like The technical aspects of like even a digital audio workspace, I love, you know, going in and just using like tech to just manipulate sounds Mm -hmm. and different possibilities. I think it's just so fun just like searching and trying to design like a certain instrument and it kind of, you know, I don't have like a plan. It kind of just, I kind of get lost in it and it kind of feels like meditation because you're yeah. just, you know, just fishing and looking around and trying different <laughs> possibilities. And you're like, I didn't even think like I could create this or, you know, or you accidentally, you know, repeat like a bar and you're like, wait, I want to repeat that and cut mm-hmm. it up. And I don't know. It's, I think it's more, there's just so many more possibilities when you're do- doing it. But like I said, it just, it's definitely a longer process when it's just you doing it. Like I, I would love to collaborate with people that, you know, have ideas for drums or, you know, even can pitch into lyrics because maybe I'll be having a session where I'm just, you know, nailing the melody and the harmonies, but I, you know, I'm struggling with coming up with the right words or I'm struggling with the drums and that could take me longer to piece that together, if that makes sense. Mm
0: -hmm. I guess what's good
3: about working on your own as well in such an extreme sense is that like you don't have to rely on other people for their time.
2: Mm-hmm. True. Yeah. That makes
3: Very sense. True. Like, that's like the biggest, I like, don't want to say obstacle, but like the biggest challenge, I guess, that I have sometimes, like being kind of reliant on other people is that like, they really need to be involved in my project. Otherwise, they're not going to be willing to sit with me for hours on end and like geek out over a synth. Like, mm. and it takes a long time to develop those relationships. I think that's why it's taken me such a long time to actually, one, find the people that I want to help, like, hone my sound or like get into what my sound is but also then finding people that are willing to keep spending time on it
2: whereas yeah. I think that is probably not about battle you have to have the same way because you're doing it by yourself yes that's the main reason why I think I started to learn because I would collaborate with so many people and you know sing and come up with lyrics for their sound and their yeah. tracks and I just got so fed up because it's like you know you'll be either driving in the car, listening in your headphones to other people's music. And you're like, I want to do this. Like, I need, I have so much I want to like, like, you know, you just start like hearing other people like making music and getting it done. And you're like, you know what? I'm not, yeah. Same, same reason why I think I branched away from, you know, relying on other people's creations, but it's still Mm. so good to, collaborate you know and if people you know believe in a sound with you and you're both determined then I think you can create really beautiful things with different ideas and perspectives
1: it's a win-win I agree I think it's weird because I think for me it's like um, a control thing as well is like um, just really wanting to know exactly what is going on in my songs And like, so I think the reason why I ventured into like trying to learn production is just trying to really understand how rhythm works, how things fit together. And I feel like um, that's really helped me with that. So that's cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But collaboration, sorry, go on.
2: Oh, no, no, you continue. continue.
1: I feel like collaboration is so key, though. It's like, I can't imagine. You know, even um, just re- like working on stuff without my band or without a producer, you know, that's that's something that I think is just so important.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, coming together with other talents, you can just accomplish so much more in such like a shorter amount of time. And yeah, I think it's kind of like a double-edged sword. You know, it's ne- it's neither good or bad working alone or working <laughs> yeah. with people. It's just there's benefits, pros and cons to both sides.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Definitely, the balance is key, I reckon. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I
0: would say and like, go mm-hmm. on um, collaborating with like the right people, like those that you listen to their music and feel like they have something that you enjoy. Those are the right ones to do to do work with because I feel like collaborating with those that are not really feeling your sound and you're not feeling their sound, then it's not really. Mm, it doesn't go it's well no together. No point is there. Yeah. Yeah. No
2: drive to like even getting anything completed. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because I feel like there has to be some harmony between you guys in order, you know, for for harmony to exist in the music itself. So like. You know, collaborating with somebody who makes music that is completely the opposite of what you love, then it's like you know you're not gonna get something interesting out of it. Like of this collaboration, it's better to just do it by yourself. Um, but yeah, it's always like there's this idea generation, um, like a technique of like passing ideas back and forth with somebody and like seeing how the idea grows and how they build upon it and then pass it back to you and then that's how like a song gets created from scratch.
3: Yeah. Like mm. there's something So go on.
2: Oh no, you you go. <laughs> I was just
3: going to say I do think that like although like it's in, like it's a magical when like you find the right people to work with and like it all just works in a bigger like harmony and stuff. Sometimes, like, like, as weird as it sounds, I also kind of enjoy when, it, when you meet someone, you work with them, and it goes really wrong. Or you completely oh. don't agree on something. Because it almost, like, affirms you of, like, where you actually stand with your music and what you do. And it kind of, like, mm. that feeling of, like, that you have to, like, almost try to prove yourself to someone.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Like, sometimes it, also, like, it gives me, like, even more, like, self-assurance that I'm, like, no, I, like, I believe in what I do.
1: Yeah. Does that make sense? Definitely. Yeah. That's so cool. I think that's such a good thing to bring up because I feel like all these like weird experience like I often think about how no other job that I can think of do we as musicians just put ourselves out there and be like, we'll meet up with a stranger and be like, let's try and make something work in a room for one day. It's that's like
3: really it's, intimate and really personal as well.
1: It's like crazy. Yeah. It's yeah. like you know, to have to experience that of like trying to make something work in you know in a session or whatever it is is so unnatural to a lot of people Um, but I think that's also really interesting what Hamim said about um, working with people that you think are gonna work for you I think it's also interesting to work with people that you definitely think won't work because you never know what they're going to bring to the table it's like you could work with like you know I don't know like like a genre a producer of a genre that is like entirely different to you but you don't know what they're going to bring out do you know what I mean so I think it's just Mm -hmm. so important to keep your mind open maybe of like what I don't
3: know I agree completely you know what I mean Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And like as you said, you like what you were just saying, Ida, about um it, like it makes you prove yourself or like prove that you're there.
3: I just kind of confirm that you believe in what you're doing. Yeah. Because someone just someone telling you like, Oh, I don't think that works and then you're like, No, but I, I can really feel it in my stomach that it works. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. mm-hmm. sometimes I feel like you, need, you really need to be questioned on what you're actually doing with your music. Like it's all well and good to work with people that like completely agree with what you're doing and you're all going down the same lane. But sometimes I think it also is good to surround yourself with people that kind of question what you're doing.
1: And challenge it. Yeah,
3: because then I think you grow from it. You're never going to grow if you never get any kind of challenge on what you're doing.
1: Mm Mhm. Personally, I I don't know. It definitely makes the press release easier. (laughs) you've, You've already thought of it. You've already thought of what this song is about and the reasons behind it because someone's... Um,
3: challenged you on <laughs> it yeah <laughs> um, or at least then you really believe in it because you kind of felt like oh well someone f- didn't believe in it so then you, oh, yeah. at least you had to fake it until you make it
0: kind of thing with it um, yeah yeah how many people have you guys collaborated with so far? oh my god I have no idea <laughs>
1: <laughs> what, what do you mean by that question?
0: like roughly like you know you worked on a lot of music but like how many people have you worked with? to create like a piece of song together. Like, have you, because I've known people that are really good at making music and they're really doing a lot of stuff, but they have never worked with anybody before. They just been only doing it solo. And yeah. I've
2: only released one song with another person, but there's a lot of unfinished music that I've collaborated with probably like eight people. No, wait, two people. I have two songs with two different people. There's so many that I've like collaborated with that, you know, it's just, it's never been put out, but the session or the experience was definitely worth it. And I learned from every session I've ever done. It's awesome. I always like bring it back to like my, my lab and, you know, I think it incorporates itself into whatever I like move forward with creating. Like it, it almost like evolves my sound more, I think. So mm-hmm. I like,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I thought that when you collaborate with somebody, then this song gets finished faster. But I well, guess not all like, the time.
2: Yeah, not all the time. <laughs> not, I mean, a lot of the sessions that I like have collaborated with people, it's kind of just like playing around and, you know, getting lost in like the sound space. I don't know. A lot of them's like they're bounced on my iTunes, but I don't think we've actually like, put it out on Spotify or anything like that. Maybe SoundCloud. Two on SoundCloud.
0: Okay, cool. What about you guys?
2: I think, actually when I think about it,
3: like, I think I have more stuff that I've partially collaborated on out with other people than I've released myself. Mm -hmm. Like, I've got, I think, four songs out on Spotify that I've like, either like, written a little bit for or my vocals there or like, I've like, Some kind of like, yeah, collaboration. And because I've only released two songs myself. So I mean, it's not like I've released the whole album. Mm -hmm. But I think it's interesting that I actually have more stuff out at the moment anyway. That's with collaborations than my own stuff.
0: Yeah. And I feel like the song reaches more people when once it's like has more names on it. Because then you have multiple people pushing it out there. And then as a result, it gets played more.
3: Very true. I think you definitely agree, agree
0: on that. Mm. That makes sense. So it's a great way to reach more um, people to reach more, more of an fans. audience. Yeah, yeah. definitely. It's a good point.:
3: I guess especially in the beginning stage of an artist, like the more people that are actually behind the project and have been involved, more people are actually going to talk about it or put it out there, I
0: guess.-hmm-hmm mm-hmm. And like imagine if you like work with like a, a hip-hop artist, then you're going to reach like the hip-hop fans which you have not you won't be able to reach them with your um regular type of work so you're like gonna you know go into like mother pat's other like um other sides of uh, of music like with that strategy and i, I think i want to do that more in the future i want to like yeah work with others from other genres because, yeah, it's just, uh, it's first of all, it's fun. But second of all, like, also you get other people listening to your music and they appreciate it from another perspective. It's like a person listens to electronic music or like a person who listens to electronic music and listens to, and listens to an electronic music song is not the same person who listens to jazz and then suddenly listens to electronic music. It's like they're going to listen to it and perceive it from a different standpoint or a different like way than somebody who's used to it already. Um, and I feel like that's really cool. Like when somebody who is not, who's totally not into electronic music and listens to my stuff and then he starts speaking about it, I'm like, Hmm, that's interesting. You know, like the stuff he's saying, but then when somebody is already listens to the genre itself. And then, you know, he tells me about what he heard in my song. It sounds like very expected. Like I, I know like, okay, it sounds like what, I, how I see it, you know, but when, when somebody's different than a the genre, then it's like,
3: Hmm. I've got a question.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I know exactly what I mean.
3: And on that topic, do you you guys think that chambres are actually dying? Because I know that's such a thing that people are talking about, like in the music industry, that, oh, everything is kind of molding into one and you take inspirations from like multiple genres. But do you think that chambres is still relevant?
2: I do. Yeah. I think, you know, even class, like, are you saying like with what's being produced these days or well I'm just I guess like you have like artists come out like a huge artist like for
3: example Billie Eilish and says like oh I don't want to be defined by genre or you have like someone like Chance the Rapper be like I shouldn't be categorized as urban because urban Mm. is only to do with people that are actually black and not because I create rap music and pop music but I'm being categorized under urban just because I'm black I think
2: now I think because we have you know the capability of using tech with our music and like putting it into a computer i think it's just opened a whole new like can of worms when it comes to how to like manipulate sound and everything like that and i i think you know genres are mainly i think constructed from like you know the classics and you know our past but now as we're like going into this new phase of electronic music like It's just so limitless. Like you can even input, you know, a jazz loop and put some trap beats on it and now call it lo fi. And then you can now get inspiration from lo fi and now you can make it glitchy and now Mm -hmm. like have this new way of, you know, seeing what that, you know, that sound like. Yeah. It's not like what it was before. I think the manipulation of like, create like how you create now through a computer has just changed everything you know but I mean there still could be underlying tones and you know pieces from different genres but yeah I definitely think it's not like how it was in the past when it was just so limit limiting with like a one take and a band and live and I just think now there's just more to like reach and grab and pick from.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm. I think that's really interesting because it's like that's so true it's like before you know you'd have a 16 track recorder and you'd just like record it straight off the bat but like now there's so much choice um yeah absolutely. do I think John was dying I think that's in a really interesting like conversation because it's like uh, I feel like it's evolving I feel like yeah. it's not what it was. I feel like Absolutely. there's a new chapter coming. Um, you know, I, I never maybe know it's
2: some, how to. I never know how to like explain. I <laughs> I don't know how to even explain or you know express what my genre is. When people ask me, it's like, "What kind of music do you make?" Um, well electronic i don't know like trance like hip-hop you know dark hip-hop i don't know how to really you know put it into words because it's just so different
0: right so i'm gonna play one song by polina nicole it's called Sync, and we're gonna be back to the discussion feel like genders are emerging instead of dying. The new genders, as you said, Polina, are coming to be known, like invented uh, almost every year. And um, a lot of genders that used to be unknown before now they begin to be known. Um, I love it. Yeah. And I like it too. I like the, how, what you said about like how a new genre is being made and then they build upon it like a new thing. Um, they remix it and they reshape it and then now it's another new thing to be discovered yeah but I think a
2: reflection of history and culture it's so cool
0: yep it's just yeah but also like the way people consume music on these different platforms we still see there are a lot of categories and they're not gone they're still there Um,
3: I mean yes and no because when you look at like when you look up an artist say like type in like Annabelle Allen. It won't actually say anywhere on her profile that it's a specific kind of music. I have to listen to it and then make an assumption, or I have to go and like look at the playlist that like she might be featured on on Spotify to really know how she decides to categorize herself. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Whereas like back back in the day when I had like a Discman, it would like or like when I had like an iPod, it would say the different categories, and I would go and listen to like my rock albums, and then it would be like all different types of rock albums. But those were all like manually there in the iPad or in the yeah. iPhone. Where the, that doesn't really happen anymore the same yeah, way. Like or like they will be like playlists, but stations. I feel like it's
2: still more open. Yeah, even when you had Pandora, you just go on all the different stations and you click, you know, top, pop or 2000s rock or, you know, it's coming from that era more when you're like fishing through different genre playlist
1: but is that how um we we're consuming music is that how it's developed like you know if we go to a festival and we just go see a band we've never heard of we might define them as a certain genre but rather than being like fed music on spotify or whatever it is um it's like we feel like we need to identify what people are what playlist they're going to be on, you know, that sort of thing. I feel like it's the live essence that defines a genre for me personally. It's like, okay, they could be um, like an indie band, but are they a rock band? Are they putting on a, you know, a good like rock and roll show? Like that's what defines a genre for me, I think.
3: That's really interesting. I hadn't actually thought about that, but I, I think I agree with you.
1: Because it's like, you know, set like the live setup can be so different from artist to artist that Spotify might put in a certain, in the same group, you know. But for me, it's like a show is is a show. And I think, I don't know, I guess because like none of us have probably been to a live show in months. So we've forgotten about that.
3: Let's talk about that. <laughs> I might start crying in a minute. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh my gosh. Yes. But I, feel I just think it's like so valid because like I don't know, for me it's like about how music makes me feel and yeah. it's all about live for me. And um it's like it's the essence of a live show which makes me put a band or an artist in a box. Because it's like, okay, I want to feel like this, so I'm going to go to this show. You I guess, I like,
3: mean? it's a whole other conversation of, okay, maybe because this might be really work of me to say, but, like, gender role, sexuality, like, everything is becoming so much more fluid. So maybe it's just, like, the way that our society is really, like, going. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, we don't like boxes, like, or at least our... I, mean, I don't want to be in a box for anything. Not with my music. Yeah. Not with my sexuality. Not for anything. Maybe it's like a like a general thing that like or society is just moving into like, I guess being a little a little bit more open to interpretation. So that makes sense. Yeah, maybe that's expressed
2: through the music wave now. I like Whoa. that. Whoa! I love it.
3: Mind blown.
2: That is, blown.
3: That is Shit, awesome. Shit,
1: man! <laughs> You've just yeah, like well, completely like, yeah, I love that. Yeah you
2: know the even you did have a good point with the live music because i definitely feel like it's so hard to portray you know electronic made music like live you know and when you go to a live show like the genres that i think about it's just you know rock country there could be some pop you know jazz and like just thinking about like instruments like instrument mm. like physical instruments you know but then when i'm you know on soundcloud and i play like um, a certain playlist and I just want kind of like a fluid, chill, like study type mm-hmm. cool music. That's like so different than, you know, if I was to like go to like a festival or a show, like I, how would that even be played live? If like, I feel like there would be drums and saxophones and, you know, it, it, it actually more, I think, yeah, I think physical instruments are what, what makes a genre Mm. You know, as opposed to just electronic is just electronic. But then when you have, you know, different instruments playing, I think that those are, you know, our classics. I
0: disagree, though, because I feel like a lot of genres in electronic music are not defined by instruments, but defined by simply like the mood or the style of the sounds. Like think with of the
2: different instruments like coming together, like for jazz, for instance, like you want to put like a saxophone, like in a rock band, you know, in that, that sense. You might sense. do. But, yeah, you know, you can, you can. There it, there we go. It's limitless. I exactly.
0: you can do That's anything the best you part want, of it. But yeah, I mean, of course, when we think about a rock band, we think about like the guy with the drums and the other one with the guitar and the one with the bass and, and a vocalist. But um, yeah, I feel like you can't find bands who did everything like right now. I feel like everything has been done. Like you definitely would find a band that playing rock with saxophone, for example, or rock with flute. Like, yeah. I think there are right now. Um, yeah, I pretty, pretty just, or at least like somebody really, tried
1: it. It
2: was really hard to like convert my music live. That was just I think. That's probably why I have these perspectives because when I was trying to, you know, go from like my studio to the stage, like for the first time, I was like, Mm. how am I, you know, I'm going to play my music, you know, from, you know, like my, like the speakers, yes, but what live instrument, like I don't want to just like karaoke to my music. So I found, like, an electric guitar just to, like, make it more, like, a weekend vibe. Like, it was, like, kind of cool. But then I'm like, I feel like there's another way. How would it even sound live, you know? But that's, it was definitely a challenge.
1: That's super interesting because I feel like... Um, so I gigged before I started recording. Whereas, like, you're coming... You've, like, the opposite, I guess. So you... you um wrote songs and produced them. And then you went into the live element. So like for me, it was like the other way around, I think. It's like I wrote these songs just on guitar. And then I started thinking, okay, how is this going to sound produced? So that's, wow. uh, yeah, that's mad really. see, You could totally like,
2: when you write a song on a guitar, you can go perform it the next day, like live. That's so cool. But I feel like for me, like I can't, I think it's kind of weird just to be like, just play my song and I'll sing to the the music coming out of the speakers, you know, like there's, I feel like you have like more of like a, an element of like, like having an object there that you can like play with. And it's like more, you kind of use that as like your, as your tool.
0: Or like playing the melody or the chords in your song with a keyboard.
2: Yes, exactly. Yeah. You're actually like acting like with your music. Like there's like a musical act, and Mm. instead of just singing on top of you know a a recorded melody.
1: So how how did you find that like going into um, like performing live? Like I'm really interested in in your journey there.
2: From writing something, yeah. It was definitely difficult um, because I was, you know releasing a few songs on my SoundCloud and stuff like that and then I had someone approach me and ask if I wanted to, you know, be featured in their show and that was like my first, you know, live gig playing my own music and I, you know, yes, 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 absolutely want to do it and then mm-hmm. next day, crap. Oh, am <laughs> How am I going to do? How am I going to do this? So I just started to reach out to different artists that I knew like in the valley and um, you know, everybody's, you know, were a little hesitant because they're like how am I going to you know integrate into this how am I going to learn this in you know just a month you know you have these songs but we're going to have to practice and how can I you know incorporate the guitar or the drums or you know so I, I did find a, the guitar he's an electric guitar and he do you know who Mazzy Star is? I think it's
1: I'm pretty crap um, names
0: What is that?
2: It's classic. It's classic artist. She's just, it's just, she's a great vibe and she has like a lot of guitar riffs and it's very like um, calming music, but he just like plays like that. And then he puts it to, you know, he hooks it up and makes it electric. And then he would do like really interesting, you know, when he would pluck the string, like he'd make it just, he had like um, his like little like amps and stuff. And he would like extend the note and make it like really psychedelic-y wavy and it kind of worked. And then we just, you know, practiced for those four weeks. And I was so nervous, like going on there. Cause I was like, what if you, you know, play the wrong note? Cause uh, you know, when he was learning my stuff, you know, he at first it was like not sounding like it fit. And then, you know, over time it was like, okay, can maybe work. It's kind of an addition to like my production. You know, but it creates more of, like, a live, psychedelic-y, wavy, like, feeling to it. So, how That's much my... is track, then? Wait, say that again? So, how much of it is on, like, on track? Assuming oh, the that live part? Track. Yeah. Oh. The l- like, you mean, like, recording with
3: him? with the? No, no, no. I mean, like, when I perform live, I play two track. Meaning that, like, because... With my song, there is just too much going on that we will not be able to actually
0: yeah. have what? One, one of the tracks so are pre recorded.
3: Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, no? so, yeah, so like one track is like pre recorded, it's like from the song itself, but then like the other track is like basically like it's live instruments that are played and then plus your vocals, maybe, right?
2: Oh, yeah.
0: I, I it mean, it depends both. on
2: the kind of setup. Mm hmm. Yeah, my vocals, and then his—he played the electric guitar on top of my production, so he had to yeah, like yeah. add into it. Yeah, yeah. So it was just those two. So then, actually, quite a
3: lot of it was soundtrack. Yeah, so like drums. That oh, yes. was already already pre pre correct. Tracked yes, yes.
2: And it actually worked for the seat, like the setting. Cause it was like an underground, like grungy, mm. like smoky place. So it kind of worked, but I think, you know, move like after that, I started to kind of incorporate it more into like DJing and mixing with like, um, kind of like an hour set. I've just tried so many. I think those two are like my ways of doing it live so far, but I'd love to keep, exploring tell me about your live sets i kind of want to know about you guys how do you what does yours look like
3: well you i haven't to, played live for, for two years which is very sad and i was gonna start doing festivals mainly back in denmark this summer which obviously all got canceled oh, wow. so um my setup is normally um a guy on a guitar and keys Or a synth as well, if you may, and one guy on bass and synthesizers as well. And then one guy on drums. That's normally my setup with a track going in the background that might have like backing vocals on it or small, weird little production effects and that kind of stuff. Um,
1: But
2: yeah, I haven't played for so long. It's so sad.
3: Can't wait to start doing it again.
2: Do you have any of it recorded like on video? I mean, I
3: do, but it's so old. And it was from like before, so I made a choice, conscious choice, to not perform live until I had my, my music released. And since mm. I only started releasing music back in February, so like I had it on hold for such a long time. But I don't have anything, I have a little bit on my like Instagram, but there's nothing really to, to be very proud of, I guess. But it will be, happen.
2: Be proud. No, I am proud. Uh, you know what I mean? It will be better. I am so ready for live again. I just You can live stream
0: your performance live like on YouTube or Vimeo or Facebook or Twitch. A lot of people doing it. Do you really
3: like that though? I Yeah,
0: do it virtually. I don't know. If it's like one of my very favorite artists, then I would tune in and I would like Mm. chill out with them like live. But um Otherwise I, I feel like
3: I've just seen so many live streams now of people like playing from home and I'm like, Okay, I've seen it, I get it. Yeah. Like i I just need to be in a room with people that are vibing to music that I really love and just kinda of get lost in that moment. You can't replace that feeling with anything else in the world. Like oh, personally.
2: But you could definitely use, you know, YouTube to your advantage if you kind of have a cool setup and you have, you know, the other members of your band come together and, you know, you just release videos here and there of you playing maybe just one song and maybe that could be a way for you to get views and your name out there and, you know, even putting that on Instagram, even though you know, it can't take away from the live, but maybe using these times where, you know, the virtual space is just so hot right now um, to promote yourself and maybe Mm -hmm. get creative in that way. You could definitely, you know, just record like one song and just release, like, how cool would it be just to like release that every week, like on YouTube and, you know, post on your Instagram, like little snippets or like different covers of different songs. Like I feel like those tend to get a ton of views. And if you have like a good vibe going on with the other people in your band and you're covering like a song that's kind of like hot right now, or um, that could be like a really cool way to for exposure.
0: Cool, I wanna play one of Ada Just's songs. It's called, I Don't Wanna Be Your Friend. I'm gonna play a little clip of that song and then we're gonna be back to the discussion.
2: You guys you guys know what patreon is right yeah 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 I have no idea please do tell it's a it's a kind of like a membership that you kind of create you know you know your own profile and you release content and people buy into it so they'll pay you know five dollars a month to see your content and if you're active on it and you're you know what if you know you're this like badass female in music and you release like different tips or tricks or, um, you know, kind of do like a five, 10 minute lesson on something. And then, you know, you also release content like practicing with your band and then you kind of create like a fan base that, you know, has like a subscription with your content. So that's kind
3: of... I've never heard about this. I need to look into that. I'm missing out.
2: Definitely, yeah platform there
0: yeah
1: I think it's really cool if you've got like a really strong um, following as well it's like it kind of becomes like that's your main income especially during like now that live is kind of out the picture for a while are you on
3: it Annabelle? hmm? are you on it?
1: how am I on it?
3: yeah no I'm
1: not I'm not but I've got friends that that are
3: Um, let
1: this inspire you I'll take Yeah, it's a commitment thing for me it's like okay like uh, it's like such a brilliant thing but to think that I've got to produce extra content um, is like super daunting for me I'm like so I'm like so one of those people that like if I'm told to do something I really don't want to do it Mm -hmm. I want to do the opposite it's like I'll do, I like to do things out of my own like space cool. and time and and yeah. do something that's... That. You have to do an uh, exclusive video every month. It's like, I will not do it. I just won't. I'll be... Yeah. No,
3: I'm not I disciplined
1: enough.
3: I feel like it depends also on the people, doesn't it? Because some people work better under those kind of pressures. Mm. And other people just really don't. True. Like, I find it really hard to, like not fake like create creativity but like force it sometimes yeah like my brain is all always writing something and i'm constantly always writing a million different like notes or ideas down and that kind of stuff but i think like that's a different story than to sit down and create like something you think is worth people paying for right yeah if you're on top of it also are trying to to release music i guess Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, I'll go, I'll go like a few months, like not wanting to even touch my keyboard, not do anything. And I'm like, I'm done. Like I can't. And then I'll be in the shower and like, I'll come up with an idea. And I'm like, why Mm. did I stop doing this? Yeah. And I just like start building on that. But yeah, no, I totally feel you when you feel like you're forced or like you're like, I have to meet this deadline. Sometimes it can be a daunting process, but it could also be challenging
3: like deadlines are good like i'm under one right now and it's stressing me out so much that i literally am like on the edge but i also know that it's for a purpose and it is good that i have that deadline because otherwise i might drag it on and i might never finish because i'm just not good at finishing a
0: project
2: like
3: with
0: anything really but you guys have any advices for staying motivated
2: for me what works honestly is when i don't have a long deadline so if i get an idea for a song and i'm like okay i'm booking a studio like by sunday on sunday i'm going to the studio and i can't cancel that so you know i'll give myself a week to like finish the song and like i'm under pressure and i think when it's a sooner amount of time like I'll have so many of those moments where like literally like out of nowhere, like in a week, like I'll just get a song done. Mm
0: -hmm. And it's
2: because I kind of cut, you know, that long deadline Mm -hmm. instead of making it in a month where you have like other things going on and that's not your sole focus. Like, I feel like you kind of like, I don't know. It, Every day you're thinking, oh, I have like three weeks to get this done. I have two Mm. weeks. Oh, no, I didn't even do that yet. Or, you know, or you're constantly thinking about it to where it's like killing your creativity. I think if you have a creative moment, run with it and cut, cut your deadline like literally in half and just have that be your main point of constant concentration and focus. I just think getting that like jolt of creativity out and just making it happen. I think that is like, for me, that's what's worked for sure.
1: Yeah. I think that's really interesting because it's like, for me, it's like if I'm in a creative block, it's like, I find it really hard to knuckle down and even just like play guitar sometimes. Um, But I, I think it's like, I try to celebrate like the small wins. So it's like, even if I just write some lyrics one day, it's like, okay, That's enough some days, you know, sometimes it's really hard to just, to just, you know, uh, do what you're thinking. Um, But I think it's like, it's just about doing something small every day that is super valuable and just, and not pushing yourself hard. Eventually, I find anyway, when things do come out, it's like, it comes out in one and it's like, okay, that's a song written for me in like, half an hour sometimes but then I might not write anything for a couple months so it's just celebrating yeah celebrating small the small wins. wins and just staying I like, that. I like that staying
0: true yeah yeah. but also like for me though um, I want to share how I feel like basically I can really go and produce if I'm not you know feeling it internally like if I'm not in the mood or if I don't like just because you know I know a voice, it's fine for all of us to do that um, we're having fun it's it's cool like we like it and it's uh, engaging like once you start producing like it's hard to stop sometimes but and a lot of times a lot of days I have free time um and I got like really you know like potential and energy to do it but just the feeling that the mood or like the appetite is not there you feel me mm-hmm. so it's like I'd rather just uh, go out. Or walk play video games or um you know just do something else rather than creating music because sometimes you just cannot force it it's not like your job You just like you go to your job and you have to do these tasks and, and you get the day mm. done no it's just like different
1: yeah and it can yeah. come at like different times of day as well it's like sometimes i'll get into bed and be ready to sleep and I'll suddenly think of an idea mm-hmm. and then it's that battle oh of like do I go to sleep or do I just explore that Explore explore that, that. Oh. Yeah.
2: I am so happy that you just said that because you have no idea how many times even I'll like go into a deep meditation nap and I'll start hearing like a melody in my head and I'm like Oh my gosh, I should really get up right now and record this. I really need to. And then I just pass out and I wake up and I don't remember. I'm like, get it. Yeah. I feel like
3: it's always on like when I get like a lyrical idea or something, like when I'm kind of passed out, always falling like already falling asleep. And then the next morning I'll look and I'll be like, What the hell is that? Like that's (laughs) so bad. And I feel like that always happens. Like when you like this is genius. I have to like wake up like the state of mind that I'm in right now, and then I'll always look back and be like, that wasn't as good as I thought it was last night.
0: Like yeah, sadly, you can I just, wish um, that wasn't um, you can hum it into a uh, recording like in your phone.
2: Oh, I do that. I definitely do that.
0: That's okay. one of you know, literally that's you go through my though. voice recording. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's weird. It's like what you were just saying about going for a walk. It's like sometimes I'll find myself walking home after like a night out and I've just like recorded like something into my phone and I listen back Wait. to it like a few weeks should after. We? <laughs> yeah. we
2: should we? We should all play something from our voice memo right now. I oh my god, so funny! Just a snippet, <laughs> just like three seconds, and then <laughs> we're done.
3: Yeah, there's <laughs> already
2: 10,000. Should we, we do, do it? And- <laughs> we Go do ahead. It?
3: Yeah,
1: I don't yeah. know how, but
3: oh my god. We do it. <laughs>
1: can Yeah, we it just like up.
3: all just take the one that we did the late, like at the latest, chat, like the newest yeah. one.
0: Yeah. I have no okay. idea what yeah. this is. So I mean, I, I'm
1: I'm on my <laughs> phone now. I don't know if I can do that.
0: Well, basically, you could just either. send me the clips and I will play them.
1: Okay. That's
0: well, yeah.
1: Well, afterwards.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It will just like okay. uh, it will sound better on the podcast. Okay. Sure. But
1: if you guys can, can do pr- it, pr-
3: now. Pr- so, Annabelle, no, you are no, no, not play. allowed to listen to I'm gonna it. I'm going to play mine. Before play you send own. it, you just have to send it in. Otherwise, defeat the whole purpose.
1: Okay, you guys do yours. And <laughs> <laughs> well, then I'll do mine privately. <laughs> 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 so no, we I
2: We couldn't can't. even can't it. hear it. I can't really hear <laughs> I can't. <it. laughs> I can't do it. I can't. It's so embarrassing. <laughs> no, it's
3: not. It's a, it's a what is it called? A mark of your creativity.
2: <laughs> whoa! whoa, whoa. <laughs> there
1: we go.
2: All right, I'm not doing this. I tried. That was a huge like. Wow, do that. That just makes you feel like a kid. So funny.
0: Do you think that (sighs) the world will ever run out of melodies because all the melodies will be already produced and done? So everything else will be like no, copied and repeated?
2: No
1: No way. way. I think, yeah. It's like you come up
0: with a new melody and you're like, oh, did anybody did that before me? Or is it new? You know what I mean? Because you're not sure.
1: Mm -hmm. I mean, Mm -hmm. I've definitely had moments where I've written a song and then I listen back to it and I'm like, that's you're like, written before. You're like, hold a minute, wow. yeah. I heard that
0: before. Where, where did I hear that before?
2: Yeah. I don't, I really don't think we'll run out because math is music and math is infinite. Endless. Like, yeah, it's like numbers are infinite and combinations are infinite. I just think, you know, when you're looking at it through a mathematical perspective, mm-hmm. the, the combinations out there are just so, there's just, it's, it's infinite. There's mm-hmm. just, you can, you know, take a melody as like your inspiration and maybe like, you know, kind of steal it and make it your own. But I think, yeah, I don't know. I feel also for like my own peace of
3: mind, I just have to decide that I'm never going to be able to repeat 100% what someone else did because otherwise I will like go crazy.
2: Yeah.
1: Mm. So Something I just decided like that, yeah. that it's
3: always going to be original.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Something I'd really like to explore is like the Indian attitude to music because like there's, they have so many, like they have notes within notes. And so like their scales are like insane compared to like Western music. It's like there's so many more notes, there's so many more opportunity. So something I'd really care. like, yeah, something I'd really like to explore is is that. And, and just like how like, dissonant kind of tones can, can actually be powerful in our culture. I think it'd be really cool. Yeah.
2: yeah so you is. have
1: examples of like when it's actually worked out, like
3: amazing, like Leanne Lehevre's Forget, like the forget. Like that's such a good example of like taking something that's so not like a scale that's not used so much in our commercial westernized music world.
1: But it mm. translates
3: so well into like what we listen to every day.
1: Yeah. So
3: you do that and I'll be listening and getting very excited.
1: <laughs> okay. I'm sure of it. <laughs> Mission accepted. <laughs> yes,
0: please. What you said is true about the Western versus Eastern music is that in Western we got more repetition, more mm. like a lot of duplication, a lot of repetition, like not so diverse in melody uh, the melody isn't in itself while in the on that other side when the uh, east uh, there's uh richer melodies, more diverse ones um and the instruments that they use in like the in Asia and even in the Middle East, they're just the you know they write notes like you know they're not basic notes, they're like really complex ones that they write, yeah.
1: And I feel like the focus is so different, as well. It's like in Western music, it's about writing a, a hit almost, and like appealing and and that and, and you know, catchy. And, it has to and be and catchy, catchy. Yeah, hooky. You got to have the hooks in there. Whereas like, you know, Eastern, it's a bit more about feel, about a mood, you know, you're not worried about the 3 minute 30 radio deadline. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes, please. No, it's not really a structure, you just yeah. feel
2: like it's like flowing, it's very it's meditative, it's such a mood. Yeah, um, same with yeah Asian, same Asian mm-hmm. music's like
3: that. So then that might just be me that's really like boring and old fashioned, but I also really love that feeling of like when a song just like perfectly fits into those yeah, There's yeah. something so satisfying about writing like something that you know just kind of work in a like commercial way of like here's a verse that like pr- or goes perfectly into like a chorus and do you know what I mean? There's also something so satisfying about kind of nailing that.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean I think like the power of songwriting is is not spoken about enough. I think that's like Exactly what you're kind of um, yeah. saying is like you know structure is key, and it's like you know even just like a song that's like verse chorus verse chorus mid late chorus chorus. It's like there's a lot of power in that, and it's that's exciting sure. and it's and there's a lot of comfort I think to listeners when they know what's coming le- next.
3: Yeah, a hundred percent. Otherwise, it's hard you know? for them to really relate to it if mm-hmm. they don't if they can't grasp it and can't understand it. Mm-hmm. Not that that means that you should then make whatever people comfortable within it's and it's amazing to kind of take inspirations from like different genres or all over the world like that's great but I also think that like kind of at the same time need to know where you want to connect with people if that makes sense Mm -hmm. or like do a mix of both I guess yeah definitely Feel like I'm just kind of rambling now (laughs) (laughs)
0: No, no, you're not You're just dropping some knowledge Um, So I want to play a song by Annabelle Called Not Where You Pretend You Are I'm going to play a little clip of that song And then we're going to be back to the discussion Yeah, so um, I wanted to say like a bit about your uh, like early like times of making music. Like, what was your first memory with making music? Did you guys started with a piano class, or started with just singing in the shower, or started with um, messing around with the computer software? Like myself, or how did it go?
3: I think for me, I was always singing. Like that was the main thing that I always did, and my mu- my family is very musical. Because and your
0: family is, uh, they're all dancers. But
3: I mean, my yeah, they have a dancing company, so they're all like dancing, and if there's always music being played at my house. It's a very loud family. But I've mm. also got like quite a lot of people in my family who's been doing music, not professionally, but just kind of because they love to. Mm. So I think I was always just kind of growing up with like. With that, like that, there was never really like you didn't have to be ashamed of like making mistakes and kind of being goofy, I guess. Mm -hmm. Mm. Uh, And then when I kind of started like exploring writing, I started playing guitar because I was kind of like, okay, well, it seems like that's what you have to do if you want to start writing your own song. So I picked up the guitar and kind of tried to do whatever felt natural. And then actually, the way that I started writing lyrics was that I would take a melody of like a song that I really liked. And I would put my own lyrics to that melody. Which for me really helped me grow.
2: I yeah. Like, I've done that. I've done the same thing. That's amazing. Yeah, it's cool.
3: I've never heard people yeah. actually say that. And I've, whenever I've mentioned it, people are like, you did what? Because it's like yeah. almost like one of those things that like, I feel like there's so many stigmas about like, where you're meant to get your inspiration from. And like, that you can't really like, like very easily you just get like called out for plagiarism and that kind of stuff but i think like when you're in your really early stages of learning how to write a song my best tip to anyone would be like take one of your favorite songs and completely change the concept of the lyrics like write your own oh, like yeah. things to it because you just quickly kind of realize oh that's how you do it yeah. or you can't just put any word into any sentence and just wing it that's not how it works really
2: yeah, if you think if you think about it, if there is a song that you like, there are so many people that do features or remixes and they add their own, you know, spin to it. There have been even famous artists that have done that. It's actually really funny that you say that because um I did it to a Jay Cole song once, the song that's like uh it's called No Role Models. And I got really inspired by his lyrics because it's like he's like He's saying, like, don't save her. She don't want to be saved. Don't oh, save one. her. And hmm. Yeah, and I just, when I I would, like, hear that on the radio, I'm like, okay, this is, like, just stirring up so many emotions for me, and I feel like it's kind of relevant in my life. And I was like, I'm going to write a verse and kind of bounce off of his lyrics and sure. how it's, you know what I mean? I almost, like, felt like I was, like, doing my own feature, but I took <laughs> the song, like, the instrumental I, like, found on on YouTube and I put it into my DAW and I recorded my own, like, on top of it. And that was, like, That's so it. fun. It's so fun. That is, like, a really good tip for people that are, I think, you know, learning to songwrite or... And you know, plus you can up-
3: then get to, like, just kind of collab- collaborate with your favorite artists without them actually having to decline you, you know? <laughs>
2: exactly.
1: Brilliant. That is the so dream. Yeah. I think something I find really useful is... Um, if I'm feeling stuck, is I go back and and look at a song that I'm really into, and then I'll go and learn the chords, um, and then I'll kind of come up with like a vocal melody over the top of those chords, because I'll be like, I'm really enjoying this mood, you know? Mm -hmm. I really like how this is sounding. What can I do with that, you know? And I think that's like a different angle um, that I'd go down. But I think from the beginning, for me it's like I was just desperate to like be able to sing and accompany myself. So like I learned like very few chords. I think the first song I learned was The Only Exception by Paramore. Oh my sing. god. <laughs> what a tune. Yeah, and I could just never get the strumming pattern. It was such a struggle. But like, Yeah, 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 if you know. Um but I think for me it was like I just I tried to learn a few a few songs, and then I was like, no, nah, I can't do this. And then I just went into like alternative tunings where you literally just have to hold one finger on one string, and then it's like, okay, this sounds okay. Um, but I think it, I don't know. I think it's like so different for everybody. I think you know it's interesting to hear that's like how how you start developing your own sound and song. Yeah, I think That's
3: really cool. It's because that whole thing up that you and I and have talked about before like, you kind of have to find out who you are as an artist. You kind of have to copy other people to kind of yeah. figure out where you are in all that. Like, that's I definitely journey. learned how to build because I was a massive fan of like Haley Williams. And I was like, okay, yeah. she's got this sick voice. I want to sound exactly like her.
2: And I sound nothing like her,
3: but yeah. at least I
2: gained a little but bit of vocal technique out of it. Yeah, and you're you're gaining inspiration, you know, like even though you're thinking I sound nothing like her, but if you you know, her sound is doing something to your soul. So now you're you know, express you're expressing that on top of all the other influences around. I think
1: that's um, awesome. Sure. I think something and I think I've I've said this to you before, Ida, is we we've read the same book. But I think one of the most, like, important phrases that I've, like, really taken in is, like, the the, the thing that makes your artistry or your work, um... Uh, original? Original, yeah, it's just you. Yeah. You know? And it's, like, no matter what you do, like, it's your voice at the end of the day. Do you know what I mean? And, like, if you, you know, use the same chords as someone else then that's okay because at the end of the day it's like it's your words it's it's your voice um it doesn't have to be thought about so deeply that you're like in a rut and you're like I don't know what to do I think it's okay to borrow and I think that's what makes makes you like you we are artists because we absorb everything that's going on around us and whether that's musically or visually um, whatever that is what we're absorbing is completely different to everybody else so that's so okay true.
3: and your narrative is always going to be different than someone else's as well
1: yeah yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> And my my influences are going to be you know different than yours too and it's just based on your experiences and what you're gravitating towards and the
0: I mean, way we, sure. we the way we taste things also you know the, uh, different from everybody else like Your favorite fruit is not my favorite fruit, you know what I mean? So, like, we taste things differently, not only music, but like everything really, Um, and aesthetics, Mm -hmm. and sound, and taste. Like, we feel things differently. Um, Mm -hmm. Which makes me think something that gave
1: me good,
0: isn't it? Yeah. Do we like see the color red all the same way? Because when you see red, it's not the same way that when she sees red, like, you think about other different things, you know? Um, based on your background, like somebody from Asia or from China, when they look at the color white, they they think of the, like some other different things. than when you think of white, because the color white in China means different things for different people, for most people, I mean. Mm. You know what I mean? Like so it's we, like, yeah. Y-
1: yeah, look, we could have all had really similar upbringings and listened to exactly the same music, but we'd probably still come out with different work. 100%. And that's interesting because it's not necessarily like uh, it's like where, you know. We have different surroundings, we have different experiences, but we could you know we could still have the same family life. But we're all from different parts of the world, which is super interesting. Um, I think that's yeah. You just can't. Mm-hmm. I you think just, you
3: can't get you too much. You can't get too much in your own head about like having to be original. Because it's that thing of all of like, that also I read in that same book that is very, very good. Um, mm. Like, maybe like, like the same message that you might have in a song that's, that's already been written before, that message might not have been heard
0: mm. by someone
3: else. Mm. Does that make sense what I'm trying to say? Definitely. Like the same one line, like, I love you or I am upset with you, it will, uh-huh. maybe you need to hear it five times before you actually hear that line.
1: Yeah. Same thing. The the simplest of messages can be conveyed in millions of ways.
3: Yeah.
1: And different people are going to connect with those different ways, which Mm -hmm. is what makes music so special and universal.
0: 100%. Yeah, different people are going to connect with those different ways. That's what makes music universal, as you said. And with that, I would like to end our little episode. Thank you for tuning in. You can follow my guests on their social media. Their tags are written below. This was Modbreeze episode 7. Thank you and goodbye.